or maybe you could even do you could even do like a renewal thing where if there's like something in your life where you're like, you know, I really want to get back into mm. filmmaking or something. Go take your camera, put it in a box, <laughs> wrap it, right. and, and gift it back to yourself. <laughs> Scotch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 395 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm a Grinch. I'm Sam and I'm the artiste. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is... December 22, 2022. Ooh. Uh, oh, man, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Damn. It's hard to keep track of how many twos you're on, but otherwise really What's good. What's the full American date format? One, two, 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 oh, two, two. two, two. <laughs> yep. That's great. Pretty good. Yeah. Numerous twos. Uh, before we get started, we do have a warning. There will be profanity in this show, so, you know, it's going to be great. I was going to I was going to throw in, but I wanted to let you finish your thing. You mean tumorous because of all the because of all the twos, um, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm. you were like it's it's new it's numerous, and then yeah, it's good. Tum- it's like two, you know? tumorous, sort of cancery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's like a lot. It's lots of it. You <laughs> it's know, but like, tumors whole things are like there's a, there's a bunch of it. You know. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, also. We'd like to thank our recurring supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net. Thank you very much for your uh, monthly donations. It helps keeps the podcast running. You know, it keeps us motivated. Really just puts a pep in our step. Yeah, we boost my self-esteem, you know, and especially the dark, wintry months. Just kind of need that, you know? You feel good. Like, okay, yeah, it is dark. Have we hit the solstice? Wait, is it solstice? What, what's the thing? Solstice. Is it the winter solstice? That's the name, right? They're, they're, yeah, it's solstice on both ends. There's the winter solstice and the summer solstice, which one is the longest day of the year and one is the shortest day of the year. It's like bi weekly, you know? Mm -hmm. It could mean many whatever. But yeah, isn't it? Didn't we just like just hit it or we're about to? Like we're just on the shortest day? Yeah. God, I hope so. It's coming. It really, they just keep getting shorter. It is weird just to be like you just look outside, it's 4 p.m. and it's dark, pitch black. Sometimes I think. You know, if you moved if you moved closer to the equator, mm-hmm. then you know you'd get you'd get longer days in the in the summer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah my wife's family more came up days. to visit, and she was, and so my my mother in law was here, and she was like, and, they, and she drove from Houston to oh. St. Louis, so it's a long, long drive, right? But she was talking about how it was like they were on the drive, and it just like felt like just all of a sudden while they were on their way up, it just got dark, you know? And I was like, well, I mean, the, yeah, it's getting dark really early, but like surely that's just literally the same, you know, in Houston. I think they have like an extra 45 minutes. Yeah, they have an extra 45 minutes of daylight. In the US, yeah. Yeah, and it's not even that far. I mean, it's a 12-hour drive, so we're talking, you know, United States uh, distances, Geography, right? So yeah. it's actually pretty far. But still, I was like, that's actually- it's like the size of Europe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really <laughs> significant. <laughs> Especially yeah. when our days are four hours long, you know, it's like yeah. having an extra 45 minutes is quite a bit. Yeah. But, you know, the problem is if you do that, then you're hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then the summer days are also 45 minutes longer. And that's. Everything uh, is hot yeah, all the time. So I'm not. Are the summer days longer? Because, you know, it seems I thought they would be more even where it's like, because if you go to the very, the, the tippy top, the, the pole, then it's like 
for part of the year, you have only day. Yes. And for that part of the year, you have only night, uh-huh. right? And so we're, it seems like as you get closer to the, the midpoint, then like the, the balance would just even out. We're like the, – the, I guess the if the earth the is tilted such that, such that the like the midpoint between the two cities on the round curve, you know, mm-hmm. is like that's mm-hmm. the part that's in the plane mm-hmm. with the sun. So that, that's the closest. Then wouldn't they be equal? Cool. Yeah, maybe. I don't. This know is something how this we works. could Google, but I like trying to just deduce. When things are <laughs> yeah, when things are tilted and spinning, it's very confusing. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst. Uh, so I think probably what we should we should just probably look into untilting the Earth, and that would probably yeah, smooth things, things out a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. Then if you're and if you're on the pole on on the like the North Pole or South Pole, it will just always be sunrise. Well, it depends on it depends on the time where you stop tilting it. You know. Mm-hmm. Because if you just do, if you just do it like, if we tilt it up so that like the axis is perfectly perpendicular to the to the That's plane mean, yeah. of the orbit, and if we do that, mm-hmm. then I assume it's just like kind of night all the time on the poles because Does there's the plane such an of angle the orbit to the sun, not like twist over time or anything. Uh, I think it's a little twisty, but they're all like pretty flat, hmm. like remarkably flat. There's some. There's some reason for that. Some kind of wait. You know, what do you mean the plane of the orbit? You're talking about like like does the so if you get like, the sun in the middle, we're orbiting around then, the sun in the middle. Like so there's a plane that our orbit lives mm-hmm. on, right? So like, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if, our, like does if our rotational axis goes perpendicular to that instead of tilted on it, you know, just perpendicular mm-hmm. on it, then because we still like get closer and further from the sun, so you're still gonna have like hotter and colder, but not to the same extent because it's the tilt that drives a lot of that because it's changing like reality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, you, so so you're asking, yeah, so you're asking like, does our tilt shift? Tilt shift. Yes, because not, technically, not our, like not the tilt of the Earth, but the tilt of the entire orbit of the Earth. I think that has to be oh, stable. Like, there's yeah, that's, that's stable. There would have to be some kind of outside force yeah. that would change. Because that's just we're just we're like a bullet in space that's just we're got just, speed. We're just falling, and you and fall on a plane. Yeah, that's what that's what creates the orbit. Is we just have we just have a, a speed and, and direction. Right? Actually, we're so. following the curvature of space time. But as far mm-hmm. as we can tell, it's flat. Even though the fact that it's not flat is why we're attracted to the sun. You know, physics yeah, totally attracts to the sun. It's very easy. It's very easy. Intuitive. Sun's hot. Sun's hot. Yeah, don't touch uh, it. Is my advice. Now, speaking of things being hot, let's talk about thickness. Yeah, this is this is. Sam wanted f- to talk about thick thickness. Well, so <laughs> with two C's, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, a very particular kind. This is, so this morning, my wife and I were chatting, and every so often when I either crack a joke or use an idiom, then she tries to infer what it means and then can't. And is just sort of confused for a short time. And when she found, when she realized that she was just kind of confused, and then I could, I like explained what was happening with this joke I cracked this morning. And she goes, Oh, sorry, I'm so thick. And I was like, I think you mean dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think they both, they both thick people does, use they thick. Don't, yeah. They people did thick. anyway. It's yeah. like mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not so much anymore because of the. I thought you'd say, you'd meaning. say like you have a thick skull. Is what that would mean. I think that's kind of like thick. As it, it yeah, mind. it might be like the shortened form, like you, you know, I, I don't know, but I, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was able to be used mm. in that way. Yeah. The more we talk about it, the less sure I become. <laughs> but I'm yeah. pretty sure 
I've but, never heard someone call someone thick for not getting something. It's always dense or thick like, skull. Don't be thick. Don't you must be have a real thick skull. That's sort of a joke, which is actually, if you think about it, a hilarious, a hilarious statement. Because it's, right. like, it's just less room for your brain. brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rude thing to say. Your head is just mostly skull, you know? Yeah. Or you just but, have high density skull, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not too. Like, like, same room for brain, just really dense skull. That would be pretty dope. The thing is, no thick, one tells me how to Thick, that. juicy skull. Yeah. Mm. But I was like, don't you ever apologize for being thick. You know, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's you fine. You do you. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, we, this past weekend, we went on a little trip. Adventure. We went, we went on a visit to Sam's place. Uh, so Sam's over in Connecticut. The Adam, and I, Adam and I are in St. Louis. So uh, we, we got our spouses. We hopped on a couple of planes. And traversed the country. Uh, it was a great time. So uh, I think we want to talk a little bit about what it's like to host people at your place. And yeah, the design the of hosting. Yeah, the holidays are happening, you know. And we talked about the intersection of design stuff with, you know, everything else or DevOps stuff with everything else with some frequency. And I feel like holidays is a perfect example of one of those things, right? That mm-hmm. whether you're hosting or going somewhere, it's usually a lot of stress involved just somewhere in the chain because – trying to manage different people, trying to manage schedules. You got the weather, which like right now we're under the threat of a bomb cyclone. Was the new term I didn't know existed. But it's bomb, a bomb, bomb cyclone. cyclone. Yeah. It's apparently when it's something about when the some amount of the atmosphere or barometric pressure. I'm using words. I'm not exactly sure if they're the right ones. Mm-hmm. The pressure on. in the weather system changes some like massive degree in a 24-hour period. Is what cat- it was like. Mm. It's how you categorize a bomb. Just say it with the confidence of GPT-3 and then we'll all be like, oh, okay. It's a bomb cyclone created by that rapid change in atmospheric now, pressure. Over I thought it was a cyclone that you could bomb if you no, wanted no, those to. Those are hurricanes. Those are that. hurricanes. You okay, so bomb. cyclones you can't nuke. You can yes. only nuke hurricanes. Yeah, it's because the hurricanes are over the ocean, and who cares about you know who cares the whole, about the whole ocean? The whole ocean, yeah, yeah, poisoning yeah. all the fish and our yeah. I don't worry yeah, about yeah. that. So yeah, we don't need yeah. Yeah, so I think with you know with all these things happening simultaneously, especially over the winter, it's always in the winter holidays. I think it's where things are most intense, right? Because um, you're going to have delays, you're going to have all this stuff. So the question was, as my wife and I were putting together this little event then for this uh, past weekend with everybody, how do we like? How do we do this? We've done some hosting over the past year now with a lot of different sort of configurations of people, and we've gotten pretty good at it, I think as far as being able to host and participate. And that's a really important note, I think, if you are a guest somewhere, is to recognize that like. The people hosting don't they – don't, They have a job. Yeah, they have a job. It's like they don't get to have as much bandwidth. Like basically you you coming and having a lot of bandwidth is sort of equivalent to them absorbing some amount of that, right? They're creating slack on your behalf, right? And so – If you are relaxing, it's because somebody else is <laughs> Yes. That's, that's just a that's rule. Just a, it's a rule of life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, but there are ways you can set up your situation. God, that's such that dark. That's too true. It's, it's pretty true. Mm-hmm. I hate um, that. <laughs> well, it's it's true, but it's also the reality is that there's there's design solutions to make it so that there's just less yeah. stuff to do. Period. Right. I think yeah, that's, you can make that's everybody's lives easier. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you know, there's stuff like uh, you know having people Uber to your house from the airport, right, or whatever else. But it all depends on what you're into. So for me personally, I like showing up at the gate. Like the little, uh, or I guess the exit area of the airport when people come as off, like as long as there's not like some very particular thing happening at the exact same time. I like, I just like that feel like parking the car. I like going and waiting at the gate and then being like pumped, waiting for people to appear. You know what I mean? It's very fun. I love it when it happens on the receiving end for me too. So it's like, I just like that particular vibe. So I think there's one of those things where when you're hosting or going somewhere, 
before before things start, just take a beat and be like, what is it that actually that I actually need, especially on the hosting side? What is it that I need to have happen or what experience do I need to have at some point during this thing? Because again, you're working, right? At some point during this thing to have it be, to have it feel like it's worth the time, right? And I think a lot of people get in trouble because they're not necessarily super aware actually of what that thing might be, you know? Um, and that's where you can you can run into stuff where like people don't want to participate in a particular thing that you actually sort of mentally for you was the reason why, or like the thing for you that you wanted everybody to do. And it's not really explicit. And so things get all wonky. So, and then if they do participate, it'll be very half-hearted. Yeah. like you, you'll be, And you'll be bummed yeah, out. Yeah. And it is the case, like, especially if you're gathering a bunch of people together, usually there's, there's something that you kind of want the whole group to be able to do or, or even like some particular vibe to hit. So what I did before everybody came is I sent an email that was like, but spelling out a few of the just high level logistics of like, here's some stuff that's going to be happening. I'm going to pick you up from the airport. Uh, we have this kind of food available all these days, yada, yada. Um, and I'm going to like, we want to do this on this particular day. But there wasn't a lot going on. But mainly what I shared was just a story about growing up together and the holidays we experienced then and how all I really wanted over the course of the weekend was to essentially hit that same vibe as what I felt like we had. Uh, as I remember from like my high school days when Adam and Seth would come back from college with Jenny and Sampy and like they were just bringing fresh ideas from college. They were doing just whack stuff in college. And so there's all this sort of like, it just felt like everyone had a lot of new discoveries and stuff like that. And then also as far as the atmosphere, we weren't doing a lot in terms of like a specific, there's usually like a specific thing, you know, maybe a particular dinner or some particular family outing. But outside of that, it was very, or mostly just in the same place. Yeah. You're just under the same roof. And then otherwise it's just kind of relaxed and people pairing up in, in little groups or going and doing some particular thing that they want to do, whatever but not super orchestrated, which also, again, on the hosting side is really good because the fewer things you have to worry about, like getting everybody to or whatever, uh, the better for you typically as far as just how uh, how much stress you're going to be under trying to get this stuff to work. So we basically, my wife and I kind of planned out then, you know, what was what was really important for us and then actually just told everybody before they came, like a week in advance, which it wasn't quite like saying like, hey, if you're coming, these are this is the reality of the terms you've accepted. But it's it basically that, you know what I mean? Like it's, because the truth is like, that's always, that's always, it's always true that that's like a thing that's happening, right? Um, whether it's explicit yeah. or not is. is well, I mean, that's the whole idea of, of like boundary management and relationship management, which are kind of the same thing, right? Is in this like, somebody's saying, here's what I'm trying to accomplish in this yes. direction. Do you want to be a right? part of it, right? Yeah. And, and the way that that works in a healthy relationship is if it is, possible for the other person to say, no, I don't like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then to either negotiate a different outcome or just to exit that interaction or yep. hypothetical interaction, right. To opt out and have it be fun. without, yeah, without it being like a crisis of some sort. And like, right. if, if you can, and the way that that works the best is when things are already taking into account each individual person involved in the thing. Right. Um, and and where each person doesn't come in with like, here's the way this has to be, like just like, you know, mm -hmm. down to the to the tiniest little detail it has to be exactly this. And if anybody else deviates, that ruins it. So if you ever hear let's say, classic, am I the asshole? If you ever read that subreddit, right? If you ever hear the phrase, uh, and they told me that I ruined Christmas, like if if somebody tells somebody <laughs> else they ruined the holiday, right? Yeah. Or any event. Or any ruined event. the wedding. It's ruined this. almost always like the person who thinks that, that another person can like ruin it. Because of course, like if, yeah, if you like throw it. Oh, there are ways to ruin it. There are ways Certainly. to literally ruin it, but yeah. it's almost always not that. It's almost always just like they didn't do what the person wanted. 
and they didn't like. Right. Well, I think, but there's an important note there, right? Which is like part of the whole being, having relationships with people is recognizing when to, when you're going to sort of, you sort of loosen up yourself a little bit to participate in a thing that's important to the other person and, or the other person then, like on the other side of this, I don't know kind of what you're talking about, reduces their expectation as far as what exactly needs to happen with regards to you so that you can be a part of a thing, right? Yeah, well, I think it's less it about reducing ways. than it is about taking into account, right? So that it's not... Well, it's just so changing so, it in either way, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because I, yeah, I, I mean from both sides because yeah. that relationship dynamic is about... It's, it's not about either person. It's about taking into account both people. That's what it's... That's what it is, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is that there's, it is the case that there's certain things that if like, if I really want, for example, like everybody to come on a Friday, but you can't come until Saturday, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's certain things that like, there's no way to change time or what, you know, I mean, like there's sort of, there are situations where you're going to end up with, uh, you're going to end up with sort of navigating something where someone maybe doesn't want to do the thing that you actually, as some like the host or a guest, find very, very important about the event, right? And that's where you get into the whole like either you know, just trading off and being like, okay, yeah, it's not important to me at all that this happens this way, but I get that it's important to you. So sure. Well, I'll go along with it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all about trying to find that you find this reasonable middle voice. ground. Right? Yeah. 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 And because I think the key is as long as everybody's being reasonable and taking everybody into account, then yeah, we're all playing this game of like, okay, like this doesn't mean the same thing to me or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I see you, but it's not going to, hurt me meaningfully, right? <laughs> to like to yeah. do this thing. And so I can still come to it in good faith. Mm-hmm. And like, but a lot of that requires that in the back of your mind that you know that you could just be like, I think I'm, I'm just going to opt out of this. And the other yeah. person would be like, because otherwise okay. it's an obligation and you feel it. Yes. And it makes, it makes you, uh, it makes you like slowly more and more mad that you're being forced you're to do something. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's, yeah, you yeah. You only want people there who want to be there. So I, I also mm-hmm. think that, you know, your your roster management is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because, like, if you if you have a, a person in your family who, like, hates weddings and always causes a scene, <laughs> don't, don't fucking them invite them yeah, to the wedding. Right? Like, uh, or, or, you know, if you've got the the the, uh, the, cla- the old classic, the racist uncle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Don't <laughs> invite whatever, him to right? things. Don't invite them. To Thanksgiving, like if it's it's kind of whack, I think that that you have these like these uh, just con- like recurring stories about like people going to meet their family for the holidays, and it's just kind of a it's just kind of a clusterfuck, right? You always hear about people kind of like dreading going to do this kind of stuff because there's this this implicit idea that like regardless of how well people get along or how they treat each other, you should just put them all in the same room. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't just don't put up with it. Don't do that. Yeah. There's a book we talked about a while ago about, Mm -hmm. do you guys remember what it was? It's about host, it's about gathering, the art of gathering, the art of gathering. And we recommended it at the time and I don't remember it very well anymore, but I think we could probably still recommend it. Oh yeah. No, I mean the the whole like setting the tone and the purposeful intention of what you're trying to get out of the event before the event happens, like in a good, a good distance before the event happens is a thing that I took from that book. Like saying that should always be designed. Yeah. It had a little cozy gif of like, you know, snow falling on like a warm looking house with all my notes and stuff and this story about growing up together. Um, Just like a paragraph. But the whole point is like, I'm not trying to recreate a specific thing, but a very intentional vibe, right? So Mm -hmm. once everybody gets settled and stuff, um, then on our side, then the next biggest thing as far as I think beyond like setting expectations and figuring out what truly for you as a person is a thing if you're hosting that you really want to have happen and being, again, you could, you could be 
very clear about that. Like as far as, hey, it'd be really important to me that, you know, X happens with everybody or whatever the fuck, right? Um, and certainly I think as long as you're not overdoing it on those things. And most people are like, yeah, sure, whatever. Come into your house. I'll do something. Um, and then the next biggest thing was food because, you know, food feeding, is always such a huge, it's like the core Got it. Yeah, it's like because okay, everybody who exists has to eat every day, multiple times. And so it's like if you're already managing this within you know your own family of you know one or two or four or whatever, then you have a certain scale you're operating at. But of course, when you invite people in for the holidays, the scale goes bigger. And so uh, one of the things that my wife and I have noticed from our from hosting people over the last year or so is just like food moments are typically the ones where we can either get burned out or the ones where uh, things can kind of go to go a little bit awry, right? Because uh, it might be the case that people typically like hanging out in the kitchen, right? Just sort of, that's what always, any event you, you go to, any, any party you go to, there's always like a crowd of people in the kitchen at all times. Cause that's, that's where the snacks and drinks the food are. Is, yeah, there's, a reason why <laughs> there's people a, there working on stuff. So like yeah, there's already yeah. people to talk to, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so for me personally, like I'm very bad at cooking and chatting still. I don't know if it's just like a fluency thing or if it just is the sort of like, I have a hard time doing two things at once. It's I, fluency plus ADHD. Cause I absolutely... Yeah. Like if I start cut, like my wife knows that uh, if we're going to, if we're going to be doing something together, then that means that she can't talk to me while I'm doing something. Otherwise I'll just stop doing that thing without realizing yes. it. And just <laughs> for this as well. I'll start chopping and she'll start telling me a story and then she just hears the chopping stop. Yep. <laughs> Until she's done. So like, I can listen or I can chop, yeah, you know, yeah. pick one. So I need some time to work on this stuff. So, um, in the past, we've done our, our little food plans and stuff and typically made you know, meals that were relatively easy to put together. Uh, but even so, there's the occasion where people are chatting with you while you're trying to cook, right? And then, and then you can't – it basically increases the load, at least for you know for me personally, on like energy that gets sucked out during that cooking process. Um, so we moved this time to a model where given there are so many people in the house, we're like, okay, let's just do a bunch of pre-made stuff in these big batch forms. So we did like a big spaghetti and then we did a big uh, – Chili. Chili, yeah. And then – you know, for Diana, she was like, after all this discussion about like how exactly to do this, and we're like really trying to think through the particulars of it so that we could have a really good time without like just sort of cooking the whole time, basically, actively while people were here. Then she was like, I actually do want to cook on like very specifically on Sunday for everybody and like came up with this elaborate, you know, Chinese food meal for everybody to have uh, on Sunday. Yeah, it's really good. But some of those things, like as we were talking about, I was like, are you sure you want to do that? Because <laughs> this it's going to be like, even when it's when you're having a really good time hosting, which we did have a great time, um, you're going to be kind of tired afterwards because you're doing like it's, you're doing a job kind of while you're mingling with everybody. And, and you're doing that work of providing this space for everyone to kind of come together. In. Um, and so I think being able to modulate then, OK, yeah, you know what? I do want to push it because I want to share some cuisine. Like part of the reason everyone's here is so I can share stuff with them. And part of the thing I want to share is like, look at my cool cooking, right? And if that's important to you, then like, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, but always but that doesn't mean like, you like you have to, right? Because that's the, that trick yes. is like yeah. being There's able to do ways. it only because you want to. And then you have other approaches so that it doesn't feel like something you're, again, obligated to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, when it comes to all this hosting stuff, it's like you want, we basically, our goal is to make everybody feel like they have been thought of in particular along a few different dimensions. So whether that's like, uh, oh, like we, you know, we got you a particular gift in the case of, you know, Christmas or whatever else that, that is a bit more, is like clearly tailored to you, not just like a generic thing, but like a bit more for you. Or if it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, on that note, Sam and Diana got... Uh, for me and my wife, um, which I'll, so I'll say nailed it on the, the taste <laughs> spectrum. This uh, 
the skeleton decanter so that the decanter part is just like the rib cage Damn, of the skeleton. Cage. It's very spooky. It's very, it's, it's like, very like wide. It's like a hilariously wide rib cage. And then the you know stopper thing at the top is the is the skull, but with like the top chopped off, so yeah. it serves also as a, a shot glass, <laughs> as a cup, you know, so that you, can, you cup, yeah. so you can basically like rip its head off, pour a serving into the head, and then put the Add head back on, <laughs> and then you can now hold it by its rib cage and drink. <laughs> oh yeah, if that's the kind of thing you're into, but it's pretty, which pretty you stellar, are, yeah. yeah, it's a well big part of it for us. Then was saying, like, okay, we want we do want to try to get some of that feeling of that, you know. Just kind of the stupid joyfulness that you get from getting almost like toys at Christmas where it's like these things don't matter. I think for a long time I've always tried to do like really, really specific gifts that I know a person wants in terms of like their aspirations. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want to become like a video editor? Here's like a, here's a book by James Cameron on Avatar <laughs> and here's like maybe a camcorder or whatever. Um, and I think as we've gotten older, I'm slowly moving into like I want everybody to just feel like this is fun. Yeah, like, you know what's cool? Books by James Cameron. But you know what's even cooler? A yo-yo that screams. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know, but well, it's hilarious. And, and stuff that doesn't matter is particularly nice too, right? Because uh, when you get a when you get a gift or something that, like, matters for some reason, like, it's designed to do like something you or use it. like you're supposed to use it. But if you then, like, don't actually – don't actually go into that use case for some reason, right? Especially if it's like a new hobby. Like if you're gifted a new hobby, that's that's like the it's riskiest of all, you know, because like mm-hmm. realistically, it's not going to happen. Or clothes. Or clothes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like these kinds of things that like are actually too specific because of what they require on the other side. Then as long as you're okay with the fact that it might just like never get touched, right? Yeah. Then it's totally fine. But if it like – if it creates that sort of sense of like, oh, no, you know, like – that's like demonstrate I, I got, that I'm using this painting set now, even though I've never painted before. Yeah, it's like yeah, I, yeah. in the in the past, my wife and I now for our birthdays and Christmas, we just we refer to each of our individual birthdays as our birthday, right? And so we're like, it's our birthday, we can do whatever we want, right? So we just get to both have two birthdays a year plus nice. you know Christmas, right? And for all these holidays, we just that's like we just decide what stuff to splurge on for like ourselves because otherwise we already just get the stuff that we want because we're you know adults and we can go buy things Mm -hmm. and so but before this i used to try to like do like as sam said like nail a gift right yeah some aspiration and it was always in this vein because like my wife was super into baking and cooking for some time it's one of her like adhd hyper focused things right for actually a really long time and uh and so she was you know she would always hear talking about all the stuff that she like wished that she had but didn't have. You know, this was back mm-hmm. when we didn't have as much adult money. And uh, and so like I bought her this like really good standing mixer, which we still have today, right? Yeah. She's like, use the shit out of it. I'm like, oh, I fucking nailed that one, right? And then like – and then on, on another event, I bought this fucking amazing like knife, like a handmade – there's like – there was a little mm. shop that doesn't exist anymore in St. Louis. I just oh, walked yeah. by one day. It was like that custom it's knife It's a knife shop. smith, right? Yeah. It's gone now, but, <laughs> but it used to be there. And like very like – you know, fancy, like really cool Damascus steel knives, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, so I can get like this one of a kind, you know, just like chef's knife, right? And so I did. And then it turned out that the way they designed the handle, it's just kind of uncomfortable to hold on to, right? Mm-hmm. And so it looks cool though. It looks really cool, but like <laughs> she's Can used it, it like <laughs> once. I've used it like three times, right? And then, right. And then on another occasion, she was like really wanting to get into photography, but didn't have a have a camera. You know? So I bought her this like fancy, nice, mm-hmm. not like super high end, but like a, ni- a nice camera that was 
you know, a big chunk of my a chunk of my mm-hmm. money. And then she'll use it like a couple times and then never. It's just like sitting. It's like one of the ornaments that she has on her you know, mm-hmm. desk stuff. Right. And I was lucky that at the time I already knew that I was like taking a gamble with those things because of what they require. And they're so useful. That, yeah, they're useful, but only if you want only, to use them. Yeah, only if you have yeah. that use case. <laughs> and so, so I was able to like, despite those things, like being, I thought, well thought out and like being expensive for the money I had available, you know, um, I ended up managing to not feel bad about them not being used because I was just yeah, like, which oh. I think should definitely basically always be the case. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I thought it would work and it didn't, but. Yeah, it was a gift. That's the whole point. It's not, it wasn't about me actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think that's, that's kind of what it all comes down to. I think at the end of the day, which is like when you are doing these gatherings and stuff, you're, you're trying to create a, you're trying to create a moment for every, everybody. Right. But also not. And I think a lot of people do, do this thing where they exclude themselves from that pie. Right. Cause they're the host. Yeah. Cause they're like, well, I'm in charge. And it's like, but well, you are, you got some stuff to do. Yeah. But also like you can, you can ask people to do certain things, you know, um, we didn't cook every meal. We were like, yeah, figure your shit out for breakfast. I don't know. We got, you're an adult. Here's all, act like it's an Airbnb with a fully stocked fridge. You know, like figure it out. Yep. Sure. You'd be fine. Um, you can ask people to do certain things to take the load off. So you get to enjoy certain parts of it more like a guest would. Right. Well, that's um, the other piece that I want to talk about. Um, cause you're, you're talking mostly about like the really designed parts, mm-hmm. right? Because the other part, because I was I was thinking about afterwards, like because like because the the trip to get there and the trip back is you know it's it's travel, it's on airplanes, it's horrible, mm-hmm. right? And any time, like my wife and I are going anywhere, so much of like the pre-trip uh, like planning and and then anxiety is about making sure we have all the stuff that we need, right? And then knowing like what we're gonna need. And knowing what we're going to need to have, right? Um, Because, like, you've got your stuff, your specific stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you've got the lotion that you use. You've got the soap that you you get all these things, right? Like, as you get older, it gets more specific. It gets more specific, right? And, like, and a lot of people, like, I can, I can, I'm pretty flexible for as long as I have, as long as there's a a representative of the item, right? Then, like, I'm I'm probably fine. Yeah, My wife is less flexible because she has sensitive skin and stuff. Um, But still, like, flexible, right? And so... But you never know what's going to be on yeah. the other side, right? Yeah. And when you're going somewhere for more than like a day even, right? Because if you're going like on a family trip or if you're going like to see family for a holiday for a day, you know you're going to get force fed so much that you're like food is not a thing to worry about. But like in this mm-hmm. case, we're at Sam's for uh, days, what, days. a few days, right? And so, so we know there's going to be food, right? But we also know we're there all day and all night, right? And so mm-hmm. like – what is, what is that? What does it mean to actually like make sure we're fed during the day and stuff? Mm-hmm. So there are all these like just kind of practical aspects of being somewhere outside of like events, you know, that are at the place. Um, and cause I was thinking about why it was really easy and chill mm-hmm. at Sam's over the weekend. And I think actually the core reason was how much autonomy we had when there wasn't like planned stuff going on. Because the first thing that happened was like we arrived and then Sam showed us where everything was in the house. So we kind of got the lay of the land, but then showed us how to use all of the things. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. It's not just like, here's, here's our kitchen. Yeah. It's like, all right, let me make sure you have the tools mm-hmm. to yeah. navigate here's this the kitchen machine, so you can I use it. Right. And, yeah. I did, and also I did a low key way too all the time, which is like, Seth and I got back from the gym one day and mm-hmm. Seth went to open the door. Of course, it's got a little keypad on. And I yeah. was like, 
was like, you know what the keypad is? He's like, I do. And I, so I reminded him because I'd said it earlier on. He's like, oh, yeah. And he plugs it in. So it's like you just do it in these little moments just kind of constantly where you're just, mm-hmm. you just take a backseat and let people do stuff in yeah. your house. Yeah, because right? yeah. I was thinking about like when I, when I visit most places, when I go to somebody's house, right, then so much – is because even when somebody is very like even when you believe they mean it when they say oh like make yourself whatever you want to do make yourself at home right mm-hmm. the problem is that it's not it's not your home, not you, your home. You, don't, you, don't, you don't know the rules right <laughs> but i mean even to the littlest detail like everybody washes their dishes differently you know what i mean like whether they put stuff in the dishwasher how they want it arranged how much it matters to them if it's arranged a certain way if they want to be the one to do it because like it's they want it done a really specific way and everything else is wrong or whatever right um and so even when you go to somebody's place and you're like, oh, I want to be able to like help out help while out. stuff is happening, then you not only know if that's – you don't know if that's wanted, but you also don't know how, right? You don't know like what's the right – How it's wanted. Right, because yeah, you know how to wash dishes definitely, right? But like in this scenario, at this person's house – Is that a problem? What does that mean, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so I think, I think it's that explicit idea of like – Here's how we do things here, and here's what you are invited, you know, to mm-hmm. use, You're participate, to participate. In, whatever, right? And if you do, here's how you do, it. or even like, we, and we expect you to, right? Because mm-hmm. for a longer period, like if we were there for more than like a weekend, then I would have been like, okay, I need to find a way to actually like participate in mm-hmm. like cleaning up or something related to the chores, right? For a weekend, I'm like, we're being hosted. So yeah, I don't, expectation I don't like know. Yeah. The expectation was to take care of clearly dishes, just like, yeah, it's all taken care of. So I was like, so I wasn't going to just start trying to take care of things, but if it's, you know, a longer period of time, then I'm going to be, I'm going to start feeling weird about that. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, but it's that, that's that idea. Cause we're like, anytime we have people over at our place for a meal or something, people are always like, where should I put my dishes? And mm-hmm. can I like, should I walk? You know, there's always that question. Right. And I never thought to be like, and I got, and we didn't actually do that at your place either. I think it's one of the things that like flies under the radar, right? Of like mm-hmm. that part um, mm-hmm. of just like, oh, here's where the dirty dishes. Just everybody already knows. Hey, when you're done, this is where the dishes go, whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's like that kind of stuff where like you know explicitly just how everything is supposed to work and like what you're invited to do, what's already being taken care of, you know, and like. Well, I think you know, part of it, I think over, especially with longer stays, the yeah. goal shifts from saying, from actually maintaining this kind of structural difference of like host versus guest to cohabitation. Actually, yeah, which I think because what people really want, I think typically in these scenarios is a sense of connection. And the reality is that when you have a really strong separation like that, you can't you can't fully connect really in like feel super connected if it's the case that one person is always only worrying about food and dishes, yeah. right? And then what's well, the anxiety of not. knowing if that you're doing you're not doing something wrong, right? Because like yes. if you see like the host like constantly just doing tons and tons of work, right? And you can't be confident when they say, "Well, this is no, this is what I want to do." Like I don't need any assistance, yeah, right? Yeah. If you can't be confident that that's true, right? People have to be honest. Yeah, yeah honest, right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you you need to know what all of those little mm-hmm. details are. Yeah. And so that's, I think, the other piece of it then, which is to say that I think part of having one of those gatherings where everybody can actually feel connected is is giving up aspects of hosting and sort of delegating them to people, but in that kind of explicit and taught way where it's like not necessarily, not necessarily saying like, hey, you know, Uncle Steve, it's your job to like make sure all the coats are on the coat rack. I mean, you could do that, but like. More so giving everybody a few of the tools to just like navigate your household really effectively, know where stuff is, 
help out with the things that actually then they will cause you some problems because actually it seems like you wouldn't want to do that, right? If you're hosting people, you want them to feel really welcome in your house, but actually people can really feel like they're living in your space as like in that kind of very cozy cohabitation sort of a way if they're allowed to participate in the maintenance of that space. Yeah. Right? Well, and like also you, many so hands guys, make light work, right? Because the problem if you're hosting yeah. and doing everything is that then oh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff and it's all a lot of work. But if you could find ways to have, make it easy and, and explicit for everybody else to, even if they're not like doing much, because like literally having everybody just already know like, oh yeah, just like when, you, when you're done, please put your plate right there or whatever, right? So that but you don't even ask them to wash it. It's just like, I just want all the plates there so that I don't have to go like hunt for plates or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that something that small just suddenly made your life a lot easier. It was feels trivial like for everybody else. working together. Yeah, right? and, they, and, they don't, and they also lost the anxiety of like, because now, because like the thing is when you're visiting somebody's place and you finish your food, right? Then you're like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, well, no, well, people... People want to be relaxed and stuff, but they also don't want to be a, a burden, yeah. right? And so, give it, in a weird way, yeah, like giving giving your guests these little these little easy jobs that that they can tell obviously make your life easier, but that isn't like a huge ask of them. So, like Sam Sam asked us uh, as we were leaving, he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, just t- just take all the the sheets off the beds, strip your bedding, and throw it in the basement, and just bring that down to the basement uh, to the laundry room before you go, because like you know it's just super helpful, so we don't have to like go into all the different guest rooms and like get the bedding right. And it, you know it takes like two minutes, easy peasy, uh, and it and it definitely eases that feeling of like man, I was here for like a whole weekend and like I didn't do shit to help, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, and so, right. so actually like as a host, just telling people, Hey, do this chore. Like this one small chore is weirdly like a nice thing to have as a yeah. guest. Oh, yeah. so, or even telling so, people explicitly not to, because then that removes that anxiety of yeah, like, of shit. Should I just, should I make the yeah, bed? Should I do should this? I, what should I do? No, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, try, I think, I think yeah. that's so much. Cause I think that's what I, I appreciated that, uh, normalcy about the whole weekend is that there were, there were stuff that I, cause I was thinking about, it, I was like, Oh, like there's all these other places that I don't have explicit information on that. I haven't really thought about before what I'm hosting either, or mm-hmm. in, instead, like some things that I saw being thought about or realized weren't, but in any case that I wasn't doing and didn't know I wasn't doing right. And, uh, and like being like finding this, like realizing it was really just about knowing what the expectations are. And actually I think, well, there's anything appreciating just how non-obvious they are. Right. Which I've, yeah. Always appreciate it to a, a degree because, um, you know, autism makes it hard to know what people want, you know, and what you're supposed to be doing. But that's true for everybody, actually, right? It's true, especially walking into someone's house. It's like, oh, my especially God. Especially in somebody's <laughs> house. Like, yeah, we, we kind of behave as if, like, we all live in the same way, right? So yeah, that, no. But we absolutely, absolutely, like, the tiniest little detail of, like, how people take care of their homes, you know, uh, is just absolutely Everybody's upset. different. Yep. Everybody's different behind closed doors. Like I learned, I learned a while back that apparently there's a, a, a sizable fraction of people who apparently hate taking showers because they, they turn the shower on while they're standing in it. Yeah. I also heard about that recently. While the water is cold and then they just have to stand in a cold shower until the, the water warms up and it just never occurred to them to not be in the shower <laughs> when they turn it on. Mm-hmm. And people will go like 30, 40 years before finally hearing about That's this wild. new idea of – because you like how often do you take a shower with another person in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Probably not that often. Uh, and, if you, and if it is often, it's going to be probably the same person. 
So if you both have this weird idea, then you're not sharing notes. <laughs> yeah, well, I think this, this gets, I think, the, the last piece of it, which I think the best thing that can happen after visiting someone's house or hosting people is some exchange of of knowledge, right, about how to live well. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds very— Pro tips. Yeah, it sounds very high and mighty, but it's actually not at all. So, for example, one that we took away from the weekend was— uh, I went to, I think I was washing like a marinara jar out to be able to put it in the recycling. And Jenny was like, hey, you know, I realized actually like a year ago that since it's a jar, I could just, instead of having to manually wash it, like my hand's too big, I can't really get my hand in the mouth of these things. She's like, you could just sort of rinse it and just put it in the dishwasher and then put it in the recycling afterwards. And again, it's one of those things where like, it sounds kind of fucking obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It just like you don't, you don't thing. think to put trash right into the dishwasher. Yeah. And your yeah, brain is like, this isn't a dish. Yeah. It's a jar. Yeah. And I was like, wait, <laughs> fuck, yeah. This, oh my God. That's 100% correct. And that'll save me like a bunch of annoyance that are sort of downstream. Peanut butter jars, marinara jars, all sorts of stuff, right? Um, and ideally, that's what happens. Like coming away from one of these things is that you as the host have provided enough room for people to, you know, talk about some of those differences in terms of how they how they functionally do stuff. And then also then as a guest that you get to see some of these things that the host is employing and then be like, ah, oh, I'm going to take that and put that in my house. I'm going to take that technique and put it in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like, that's the most fun part actually afterwards because you leave these little imprints on each other after yeah. it's done. You know, yeah, in compare notes so that nobody's yeah. left in a cold shower, you know, at no, the end of the day. Right. Yeah, well, anything you can uh, do to provide autonomy, right? Because- People hate having to ask about or for stuff, you know, right? So, and just knowing like, oh, that's like, like, this is where all of the toiletry stuff is. So like, if there's something you need, it's either in there, we don't have it, right? And like, just knowing that and like, and and also knowing nothing in there is like sacrosanct and you can't touch it or whatever, or there is, but it's all on the shelf. So just ignore that one or, you know, that... Or in Sam's case, he had just had this like little uh, Keurig. It was a Keurig, right? It's an espresso. Or an espresso. It's a little it's espresso. Like thing from what, the yeah, that's year. like, because like at home, I, I have like my own, you know, coffee ritual. Because again, we all do. We all do our different stuff, right? And I like my coffee a very particular way and blah, blah, blah. But when I go to somebody else's place, I'm just like, all I know is that I'm going to need lots of coffee. That's all I know. Caffeine. In, in some format. In some form. It doesn't matter that much how I get it. I just know like if I don't, it's going to be a problem, right? And then just having this machine where it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to like learn how Sam makes coffee with his, you know, French press and like which coffee I can use and like where the water, like it's just, oh, I go to this machine and I push a button, you know, and like that's yes. – that's it. And but even things like even if that's not how you normally have your coffee, having that set up when people come visit for an extended period of time means that you don't have to ask people if they want coffee. They don't have to feel bad asking for it, mm-hmm. you know, or because mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm sure you guys have this happen too. But like when people come over and I'm like, oh, do you want some coffee? And then they and then I can't tell when they say yes, if it's because they actually want coffee or because I've offered it, they think they should. And when they say no, I can't tell if it's because they don't want to put me out, mm-hmm. yeah, right? right, right. So I was like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, you're like, I'm making some are, anyways. And they're like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll have some of your making some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, if everybody, if everybody can just push a button, yeah, you know, you're good mm-hmm. to go. Solved. Yeah. Well, so we have, a, we have our break coming up. Mm-hmm. So this is we'll, – we'll be recording one more episode during the break mm-hmm. next week, which will be our last – episode recorded of 2022. So we'll talk about our, you know, end of year stuff and new year Year predictions and all that. Um, But let's just talk a little bit uh, to kind of round out this episode of like what's going on over this break. So we're going to be out for like 10 days, 
mm-hmm. something. So we'll yeah. do we do like Christmas through through New Year's. Um, whole studio shut down. Just everybody go, you know, do family stuff, decompress, do whatever it is you want to do. So what are you guys uh, looking forward to mm. on the break? What are you gonna do? Well, I think yeah, I, I typically use them in sort of like a pair of ways. One is to get distance from work, some particular work stuff. So I'm basically wrapping up a piece of the questions to progression design stuff today. And then my goal is to basically put it down and not pick it up until either right before the break ends or sort of starting actually in the work. Because that way I get some of that, like I haven't touched it, I've forgotten a bunch of stuff in this 10 days, there's a lot of things in there. Uh, and then I can play it more so as a place. So I can use you use the break time basically as the, as uh, sort of a forgetting time, which is useful, very useful in a creative context, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then beyond just sort of purposely not doing some things, I'm gonna be doing some exploration on the AI art side of things, just to see, you know, get a little more in there and be like, what could I possibly use this for, if anything? And you know, where is this all going? Because that's all. A very big thing. And of course, everyone's in an uproar about it currently, but um, it's not going to go away by any stretch. It's already been used in uh, the High on Life game, which is the, the Rick and Morty guy creator um, recently launched that on Game Pass and a couple other things. Mm. They used it to, they actually used an AI for voice acting and then they left one of them in because there's an AI voice actor now who you can use basically in place of voice actors oh. until you get your people done, right? Uh, and they apparently kept one small character as just the AI's voice. And they use it for like a bunch of, to fill out a bunch of these like world posters and stuff that they had on the walls, just like kind of that like atmosphere mm. art almost, you know, um, which is just fascinating. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is going anywhere anytime soon. So I want to kind of make sure I'm not, you know, being a dummy as far as just being unaware of how that's going to shake shit up in the next year or two. Yeah, you can coming. try to you can try to push against this new AI stuff, but you're going to lose hard. Yeah, like yeah. it's happening, and it's, and it's actually going to it's it's going to start happening incredibly fast like over yes. the next couple of years suddenly things are going to be different yeah uh, in, in various uh, industries and in various yeah. ways which isn't uh, a commentary on like that being a good thing or a bad thing it's just what's it's gonna just happen. what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes uh so yeah don't you know think about yeah it's it's good it, this is a good idea over the break to say like there's this new technology slash tool that mm-hmm. is about to just disrupt all kinds of things how do I be on the front of that wave instead of, you know, getting pummeled by it yeah. and then drowned? Totally. Um, and yeah, yeah so like I, that's why I like to use the longer breaks for some of those bigger, bigger thinking or bigger exploration pieces that, that have a total capacity to just go nowhere in terms of usefulness, quote unquote, for any project, right? Um, but that are fun to explore because they're weird and fun. So I actually have a list of tools that I want to go look at, not just AI tools, but like other weird stuff. Just people recommended stuff. over the last month or so, two months, um, that I'll just kind of be exploring over the break. That's kind of my plan. Some nice tools and then just kind of hang out. How about you, Adam? What are you doing? I've got a handful of um, personal programming projects that mm-hmm. I've been like PPP. Mm-hmm. PPP loans. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've been wanting to do and like chipping away at and like little you know, pieces here and there. Um, and, uh, it, but the problem is always that like my normal work stuff is also really interesting, which is not a real problem, obviously. Right. But in terms of relative to trying to do some other things that I want to do, (laughs) uh, then I have a really strong incentive all the time to be working on work stuff, uh, for very obvious reasons, because it's definitely useful. People do it the faster I can get stuff done, the better. Right. So the incentives are really high. So that even when I know I don't, have to, if I'm like trying to decide between things to do, 
and I have a lot of incentives for one of them that's also interesting, then that's the one I'm going to do, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got a handful of things that I don't need to do at all, um, but I want to, and I want to experiment with stuff, right? And so the the two main ones are um, that I want to build a a VS Code, which is my code editor. I want to build a theme that's designed around cognitive load. Like the whole idea is to like – how can I design this to just absolutely minimize, but like thinking about the whole time? Like, what is it that you're trying to do when you're like interacting with the editor and with the code in particular to do stuff, whether you're looking for things or editing things or whatever? Mm-hmm. And what needs to be easy to get a hold of? Like, why should things be different? Because like, people focus on themes of like making it look nice, right? Right. And trying to make as many like different things than as many different appearances as possible so that like, you have lots of information, right? And I'm thinking like, yeah, but I don't need most of that information, yeah. right? Because like, uh, so, I, so I've, I've got like the seeds of a bunch of ideas and I've already experimented with just like modifying my existing themes. So that's easy um, to like make some stuff easier. And that was already effective. And so I want to go all in, but the the tools to, to make it so that it's easy to like, oh, I want to just change the color of this real quick or whatever. Just don't. They're just fucking garbage, right? So, so that's always that's been like the main hangup is like after I start doing stuff a little bit with this like really elaborate manual editing process, then it keeps getting harder and harder to work on it. And so I need some tools, but tools have that big upfront cost, right? So that's what I want to. That's that. So that's one of the things I want to kind of really do that and figure out how to make that fun actually to work on. Um, And then the other one is I have some ideas kind of inspired by the game changer. Um, for sort of a note-taking slash writing kind of application concept, right? Um, But it's just like the little bits and pieces of ideas. Um, And the core... Do some prototyping. Yeah, there's some core difficulties involved with this that revolve around like mostly managing large amounts of text in an easy to like navigate um, and efficient to navigate way right that i that i don't know like and the code like editors are really difficult they're really complicated um there's a reason why there's words on the screen that you can like edit yeah you'd think it would be easy because you do it all the time you're just always you're always typing into things right um but the technology behind all those things has been fine-tuned over literally decades Decades, in most cases right um and there's so many just little fucking details and as soon as you go beyond just like a simple just plug and text into a screen to having formatting like that's your next level auto right? auto complete auto complete another level spell up. check yeah all that like you just keep on adding this stuff right and then yeah. but that but that big piece that you don't even ever hear anything about is large amounts of it like if you if you have a novel right like if you ever tried to write a Google Doc that's 200 yeah. pages long, right? It like goes to a crawl, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you can't navigate it easily, and, and like everything falls apart at that point. Um, and so there's some kind of concepts there I want to play with to figure out like are there are there some of these ideas that I could kind of marry together to make a nice like toolkit for managing information, um, but like in a prose centric kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, so they've got some prototyping I kind of want to do that might just be some design questions still bef- without any actual work. Um, yeah, but those are my big things okay. I think I'm going to work on, but who knows in reality what's going to happen. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take what us home said. with my plans so over the break. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play crash lines too. Cause, uh, so Sam, I'm doing the opposite of what Sam's doing. So Sam is the one who's sort of like forging ahead and adding tons of 
content to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all like gray box kind of, you know, largely like placeholdery yeah. prototypes for everything. But it's all there and, and working, um, including some mechanics that I didn't know we could do, but the game Sentence. changer... Made it doesn't know what I've been cooking up in the back kitchen here. So yeah, so Sam's using his break to kind of like get some distance from Crash Lands Two, and I'm going to use my break to actually see what's in it because I don't know, I don't know what's in the game now. Um, and so I'm going to do a little playthrough and and probably on mobile and kind of see how it's going on there. I know my my phone does get hot when I. But it is a game on a phone, and that's just what happens. It's not just know. a game. It's a hot game. Very hot. Yeah. Pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, of course, I'm going to do quite a bit of, you know, just like general uh, house management stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, do some cleanup, do some reorganization. Kind of like, I think it's good toward the end of the year, start of the next year to kind of like, I think it's weird that people do the spring cleaning thing. I feel like New Year's cleaning is is my jam. You know, like mm-hmm. kick off, kick off the new year with like a reconfigured living space in some way yeah, so that when you're working on like your new resolutions, your new habits and stuff, you've got like a little bit of a different space mm-hmm. to operate in. And it's kind of a reset. Yeah. I've know? actually been, I already started kind of working on that a couple of weeks ago and I, it's good. That's something it's I good. also want to be doing a break too, is just continuing it's good to end of year, start your, of year. Still tight up the space. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that way, you know, as you're thinking about what kind of next year you want to have, you can, you know, update your space to match your goals in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. And then uh, then we have sort of our low-key Christmas uh, thing that, that Sampy and I do, which is we, we have a Christmas tree. And a few years back, we were like, we want to open presents. It's just fun. Yeah, we want to open. Yeah, we want to open presents to Chris. Don't give a fuck what's in them, frankly. Uh, and so what we do basically is throughout the month of December and kind of like part of November, if we ever want something or get something, uh, even if we're like planning on using it immediately, if we can wait, we'll just wrap it and put it under the tree. Yeah, we do the same thing. <laughs> so we got a bunch of presents going to go under there that I'm pretty sure are just like various things that we've, we need. There might be yeah, like a paper. Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got like we got like a like a uh, we have a subs- like a subscribe and save through Amazon for some like canned dog food. Boom, that's going under Perfect. the tree, right? Yep. Uh, got a yeah, got like a you know some kind of like soap. Put that under the tree, <laughs> and it's funny because if you do that, if you do that, you know, weeks in advance, then you you do forget what was under there oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. And you'd be like, wait, what is this? And you'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, soup. (laughs) And then you can go put it in the, you know. So there's like, there's an experience there of just like, just especially if you you ride the edge on one of those things so that it's like something that you do need, but like you won't need until like right up there. If you you can wait, you know, then you should. Yeah, so you're like, and then then you're you're pumped to open it. (laughs) Yeah, because you're like on your, you're like almost at a dish soap or something, right? And you're like, oh, fuck, I have to go buy some dish soap. And then. I'll be probably project this out. And then you, you yeah, and then you open up, (laughs) then you open a present, right? When you think like, I have to go run to the store, like really soon to get some. And they're like, oh, there's fucking dish soap. Yikes. Because as they say, the best gift of all is not having to do errands. True. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So, to, so we do that, and then we also we do get gifts for each other, but in a specific way, where we basically just say like, "Here's our budget, like oh, fifty bucks, hundred bucks, or something total uh, per per person." 
and then we just say, try to get four to six things that mm, we yeah. can wrap. They don't have to be good. They just have to be things that you got for the other person mm-hmm. uh, that like could be a minor, like a small thing, could be a cheap thing, whatever. But like the goal is quantity. We want just like a bunch of presents. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> so, uh, that's the experience, right? Like you're talking about Adam, like, yeah, you can go like real thoughtful and mm-hmm. try to like get the perfect gift, but it's mm-hmm. always a gamble, yep. you know? And which so is like said, you're like, which is not a bad move, right? It's like you, it, you do you take the approach that you want, right? But like, exactly, yeah, you can yeah. take the take the gambled, thoughtful approach, or you can take the the mass mass market. It's know. basically yeah. trying to say, either is it about <laughs> is it about getting a gift, just period, and opening a gift, unwrapping something? Yeah, is it about right? opening presents, or is it about yes, presents, or is it yeah about a specific kind of a gift? Yeah, because I think that's that's the trick, and I think. But I think they each we, have a place, right? Man, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you, of course, you want both. Yeah. You always want both. But like, yeah, we've also taken the, the, the approach in recent years to just you just keep on stacking stuff under the tree. Just, just wrap trees. stuff. There's like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, just I don't even know. Or maybe you could even do you could even do like a renewal thing where if there's like something in your life where you're like, you know, I really want to get back into mm. filmmaking or something. Go take your camera, put it in a box, <laughs> wrap it, right. and, and gift it back to it's yourself. A, it's <laughs> self reminder. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's actually good. Maybe I'll wrap some stuff up. Yeah. Look look around your house and think, what have I neglected and stopped appreciating? Mm -hmm. I'm going to wrap that shit up. I'm going to open (laughs) that. Bring it back yeah. to the floor. That's you know? a good one. That's great. It's kind of like uh, it's it's like regifting. It's yourself. like the what's your face is bringing. Does the thing bring you joy? Right. Like you look around yeah. your house and you're like, oh, this thing should bring me joy. Right. But, but I've but, but I've neglected not. it. I need to I need to change it. the dynamics of my relationship with this thing. You know, and start fresh. It's honestly, hilarious. And I'm gonna do this. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, all right, yeah, so uh, so we got a good break coming up. We will still be um, recording podcast, you know, at the normal time. So uh, so next episode will be our last one of 2022. Yeah, so, uh, and that's all the time we have for this week. We'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Sampa Acosta, for putting the podcast together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you can just go to podcast.bscotch.net where we have links to the Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the archives. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.